Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how a movie based on praying won the box office this Labor Day weekend are purely for entertainment purposes only. And proof that even soulless teenagers would rather watch a movie about God than show up for a Zac Efron doing anything. If it's in the theaters, it's going to beat. We are your friends. <laughs> Quick, Paul, put a movie out. Uh, you'll you'll win the box office. <laughs> over what them. is the God praying movie? I don't know anything about it. Okay, so War Room. War Room. <laughs> it's a movie that uh, is by the same guys who made Fireproof and the other Kirk Cameron movies. Courageous. Okay, now that you've mentioned Kirk, they I'm come on around board. every once in a while with right. a faith based film uh-huh. and hit the box office gold and they did it again out of nowhere with a movie we didn't talk about that no one was talking about that suddenly in its second <laughs> You know week, who's talking about it? Church. Well, yeah, and they're sending people off <laughs> to go and I'm see saying. it. And uh, more people were at that movie and I bet you more people were at church than were at <laughs> We Are Your Friends, <laughs> the Zac Efron movie, which oh. now is a colossal flop. That's now, sad. it does not star Kirk Cameron despite what the trailer will tell you. What? Yes, That's there true. are shots of Kirk Cameron in the trailer for the movie in which he does not star in. That's tricky marketing. Yeah. Very right? clever. Well, they're, they're, they want to show you clips from the other movies these filmmakers have made to entice you to come but to see their But you don't do that. One. You just put the name on the screen. Wait you don't go from this movie and then show the great scene from 12 Angry Men. You don't, <laughs> you don't go. No, you go from the guy who made 12 Angry Men. No, this is the latest Sidney Lumet thing you've never heard of. Yeah, right. That's amazing. I guess it makes sense, though. I mean, I know that. Whenever churches, uh, they can't back a political campaign because of separation of church and state. But no one ever says you can't back a movie. Yeah. And, they, and, and one of them yeah. hits every year. Uh, but I think even more than that is going to be uh, soon. I mean, they, they found quite an audience. This hey. movie made $12 million, which is 12 times as much <laughs> as We Are Your Friends made. Yeah. Wow. We Are Your Friends went. It didn't open first. I forget where it was. But it now is in, in its second week, 26th place at the box office, grossing a total of $3 million. The irony is there's only 24 movies out. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the, uh, True. I, but it's my theory that all this EDM electronic dance music stuff doesn't extend beyond the cities. Wait, we did the math, though, on the Facebook. We did. That's yeah. true. We talked about this last week. There, this just shows you how social media doesn't necessarily translate into box office sales. Right. There were three, three hundred ninety-eight thousand and some something change. like that. Yeah, likes on Facebook. Likes on Facebook, which if you multiply by twelve dollars, yeah, came out to be like four million. dollars. Four million bucks. Yeah. So if everyone who, who liked said it. they liked the movie actually <laughs> yeah. saw the movie, they would have made almost three times as much money as they made. That's yeah. fantastic because I was just looking at something on uh, the casting actors website and uh, on Facebook. And they were talking about how your social media numbers really have a lot to do with whether or not you're cast now. Yeah. Which is really a shame because this is a great example of a direct <laughs> correlation. How it doesn't work. How man. it doesn't always turn out to be equating into dollars. It's for musicians, too. They don't want to think anymore. Oh, they yeah. want to say, I'll book you in this venue because I know you're bringing this many people you- from social media. Uh, which brings me to like wanting to book a, a space and say, hey, look, I want to come in and do a show. And they'll say, what's your social? And I'll say, well, you know, I got two eight seven seven two. I got. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You know, I have. Uh, I have. I have four hundred thousand followers on tw- on Twitter and Instagram. Wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, and I have uh, fifty thousand followers on Facebook. Outstanding. Oh yeah, and in my show, I bring out children and I take a shit on their head. Hope that's not a problem. But my social is huge. Yeah, like we they love just it. don't care what we do. They want the social numbers, and that is a yeah. wrong way to do it. Did you? In just my humble give, opinion, I, did you I, just give us the aristocrats version I, of that? <laughs> 
I don't know. I'd want to. I would go to that <laughs> Who show. Who cares? I got <laughs> four hundred thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> of course you do, and that's me and all my friends. We. Uh. Did, I just did a show with the Boubet sisters, and the opposite happened. We put out all this word and stuff, and you know, maybe like forty people said, "Yeah, we'll go to that." We got seventy. Oh yeah. wow! We were <laughs> like, true. nobody's gonna be here today, and there are all these people. We're like, all right. I think it mar- partially is because of the drunks who just are always at that bar. So that yeah. was half of the audience. And they were built in. Half of those people have not left. No, yeah. they're still there. They see a poster. Old school marketing. Yeah, that's true. Get Our posters are pretty badass. All right, enough of this. Welcome to All the right. movie showcast, everybody. Eventually and finally. <laughs> Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire, and we have immunity from the Riz and Jesus, and nobody beats the Riz. What's that from? <laughs> a movie? What was that from? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, uh, it's from Hannibal, believe it or not. Really? Uh, let's see. You've reached... I love Nobody Beats the Riz. <laughs> Doesn't there he sell go. appliances? There you go. You've the, reached... Uh, the riz, that's the whiz. The, yeah, that's the joke. And that's the explanation. Oh, really? You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admiral's Club I'm sorry, Paul, in the heart the of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. I thought you were referring to Rizza in Giza. No. In the Wu Tang Clan. Are you talking about the Wu Tang Clan? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. No. Nobody beats the Riz. Uh, Rizza. No. Uh, <laughs> they don't stop making movies, so we wow. don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, <gasps> as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn.com, PodDirectory.com. Wow. <laughs> Uh, absolutely yes. free. And we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes. Why? Share and like posts and do yeah. all that stuff. You know why? Cause, no. Because it also is free. Free. Oh. Yeah. Well. That's fantastic. Uh, leave a review. No charge. Also free. Uh, we're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically search the movie guys on Google, Bing, or... <laughs> that's Yahoo. <laughs> and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. I was born a poor black child. And Bart Caius. Nobody's going to notice that. Movies aren't about the details, they're about the big picture. Adam shall return <laughs> next week. And joining us in the second half of the show is a true legend in the world of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, an actor who has appeared in all manner of projects, who's made a name for himself as a suit actor often finding himself under makeup and prosthetics to play truly original characters, and we'll talk about all that with him. Doug Jones will Yay! be here. When you said suit actor, I immediately thought of Lyle Love and his large band. Like a three-piece. Yes, a suit sexy. Musician. Nice watch I'm pocket. I'm that, yes. Uh, Doug, of course, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, mm-hmm. Hellboy 2. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth with uh, David Bowie. No, that's no. a different... Wow, you're okay. no help today with the facts. What are we doing here, movies? <laughs> Up till then, uh, up till Doug <laughs> joins us, we'll you? be uh, doing what we do best, and that's movie previews, prepping you for what's opening this weekend at the multiplexes, and with gentle, warm, and loving titles like The Perfect Guy Aww, and The Visit. The visit. It must be time, uh, that time of year where we trust movies implicitly based on their initial appearance. Mm-hmm. But wait a second. What? What if both of these nice, sweet little movie titles is not what they seem? <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking for a comedy, don't get too excited. Because here comes the perfect guy starring Ray Rice. Is that who? No. Oh, sorry. It's Michael Ely. Michael mm-hmm. Ely. And M. Night Shyamalan is back with The Visit. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys. <laughs> mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. <laughs> And that's your September 11th lineup, so the terrorists win, I guess. <laughs> but wait a minute. Uh, um, that's the Buddy Holly song. Um, every day? 
Is it called Every Day? Yeah. It didn't get creepy. That was just a nice version. How That's am I nice. to know that this is going to be a scary movie? Things didn't get creepy in the song. Well, just they didn't have a child singing it. Just you wait. <laughs> They love doing that. They do. Why didn't a child sing? Especially at a Blumhouse movie. Yes, that's it. Things are getting closer, going faster than a road. It sounds like your child has asthma. I just want you to know that. (laughs) Quick, where's the inhaler? (laughs) That's exactly how it should sound, though. Yeah, it was good. That was good. your, Your singing was very good. All right, well, let's get on to our first film of the week, which is not that. It's the other one. Uh, In our first film of the week, the cast of The Best Man Holiday returns to kill each other in The Perfect Guy. Bart, let's talk about it. Yeah! (laughs) Paul, this time around, The Perfect Guy is an African-American version of Amiable Chum, or Swell Fella, if you've seen those films with an all-white cast. Sure. In a nutshell, here's what Wikipedia has to say about this movie. Successful lobbyist Leah Vaughn jumps into a passionate relationship with a charming stranger, Carter. Mm -hmm. Then a string of frightening events involving Carter convince Leah that she is in danger. When her former boyfriend Dave surfaces, she must choose who she will stay with. Okay, well, take your time, Leah. Think this one through, all right? (laughs) Who should you stay with? The man with whom you had a happy and largely fulfilling relationship with? Or the guy leaving you terrifying notes that read, If I can't have you, no one will. Hmm, Mm -hmm. Like we said, take your time. Yeah. Sometimes the answer isn't so obvious. Then again, sometimes it's as obvious as the butcher knife sticking in, into your front door. <laughs> Paul, you'll be happy to know that this film stars Sanaa Lathan's breasts. Oh. Well, at least according to the poster, that is. Blind. Seriously, do yourself a favor and check out the poster for this movie. As a matter of fact, I suggest you take the poster with you to the theater and just look at it should it prove more interesting than anything happening on screen. Unless, of course, yes. there are real boobs on the screen, right. in which case I stand corrected. Now, Sinai Lathan is one of the stars of the late 90s black film renaissance that included The Wood, The Best Man, and Love and Basketball. Also, she was a terrible actress in Blade. Let's not remember that. The new man in her life is as hot as Michael Ely, and in fact is played by Michael Ely. And he is seriously hot. Is he? Yeah. He looks a little Mario Van Peeple-y. He's got those blazing blue eyes. Those blue eyes. Aww. Brother with a blue eye. And who better to protect them than Morris Chestnut, even though his name is more befitting of a blues singer? (laughs) <laughs> and alert the 90s, Charles S. Dutton plays Lathan's father. <laughs> At one point, very early on in their dating, Ely shows a real interest in visiting Lathan's parents. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. R- right there, Paul. That proves that he is not to be trusted. Complete psycho. Yep. Actually, that's not a red flag. He, in fact, buys her father baseball tickets. He wants to hang out with her parents? Okay, this should be warning number one that he is unstable. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, to be honest, it's a perfectly gentlemanly gesture that gains him favor with the family. All right, so when does he turn crazy? Yeah. Someone looks at his car funny, he beats the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. You know, there seems to be a lot of beating people up in this movie. Carter beats people up for just looking at his car. Then mm-hmm. Dave, the ex-boyfriend, comes to his ex-girlfriend's rescue and tries to beat up Carter. Sure. That only pisses off Carter even more, so he tries to beat up Leah, like, a lot. So, you know what, kids? Maybe be- beating people up isn't always the solution. for that part. Sure. I like to interject a little learning when I can. So he's not the perfect guy. This is just another one of those movie titles that screams not, right? The perfect guy, not like Fantastic Four. Oh, and you know that horrible song by Rihanna? Paul, you'll have to be a little more specific. Of course. It's the one where she just repeats the same five words over and over. Again, Paul, please, a little more specificity. I, I think it's called Bright Like a Diamond or something. Oh, yes. I hate that song. 
Well, this isn't going to help. Shine bright like a diamond. No man in your life. At least it's not a little kid. It's not a little kid. Shine bright like a diamond. It shouldn't be so hard. You're right. It's simple. Now, usually, for the sake of effect, like we were talking about before, sure. they'll take a rather good song and make it creepy, like right. these. Also, Blumhouse Productions. Oh, yeah. Uh, who did the visit that we talked about? So, but here they take an obnoxious song and pretty much left it alone. You know what? Still creepy. Shine bright like a diamond. That is creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Ah! All right. It says, uh, it says uh, all scream. I was apparently. too busy enjoying you two screaming. <laughs> you know, it's fun to watch you two out of nowhere scream. I was wondering where that I was supposed to happen. The <laughs> there you go. So let's recap. Here are the takeaways yes. from the trailer okay. for single women out there. Uh, Do not answer the door. Right. Don't take a shower. And don't ever dump a guy who's going to hide under your bed while wearing a white glove. But you... Do things right. <laughs> okay, I think he's trying to keep from leaving fingerprints. Oh, like, good. it's your typical girl breaks up with a guy, new guy comes into the picture, they have the sex, new guy gets all pissy possessive, girl goes back to old guy, new guy goes psycho and hides under the bed, kind of a movie. Yeah. Well, you know, Paul, when you put it like that, it does sound like kind of a movie. There you go. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll see it. That's the perfect guy. The perfect guy. Uh, I actually think this is an interesting uh, twist on this. I think on, on the sounds, movie that we've seen I before. Like, I like this movie. And I don't I'll go just see mean this. the all-black cast. I didn't even think about that. Didn't That's what's so about cool that, about right? this movie. Um, well, I, I, what I like about this as a, I don't know if you call it a black movie or an all-black cast, is that it feels like they just wrote a movie and they just decided, instead of hiring all white people, let's just cast all black actors. That's a great way to do it. Instead of making it... A quote-unquote black movie, I think. Oh. And you win casting Morris Chestnut in anything, right? in my opinion. Yeah. From the Boys in the Hood right on to V, the television show. Right. He's, <laughs> and he's, he's totally going to kick Michael Ealy's ass. He's huge. He's going to squash him. I hope so. Make him unpretty. But I like the I like the twist of having the ex-boyfriend having to come to the rescue. Because I think the setup is that they don't really want to break up, but I he think, doesn't want kids. And yeah, I think she just uh, wants to settle down, and he's not quite ready, so... She does the old, well, I'm going to move on and find somebody who is. And normally when a woman does that, she doesn't immediately meet a guy at a bar who's kind of perfect. No, normally, the guy you meet at the bar gives you VD. Yeah, exactly. Not an engagement. So it's maybe. not her fault. That just worked against her. Yeah. She went out once and then immediately a hot guy who was really smart and great and brought you know tickets to the parents met her. And so now she's like, wait a minute, that was weird. Normally, they're in a great relationship. She's ready to settle down. He's not. They break up for about a couple of weeks and then they get back together and they're fine they have kids because both of them have to freak out everybody i know has that happen to them right before they yeah get the married. movie should be called rebound guy yeah yeah this rebound is rebound guy, guy. Rebound this is rebound guy. guy. Yeah. and it's not about black basketball just it's <laughs> no black. you're not rebound a, guy that's Dating. that's the comedy version of this movie yeah Re- rebound yeah. guy starring uh jamie fox and or and and mario peebles kevin hart rebound guy mm-hmm. Ooh, pet and pending yeah rebound guy that's a great <laughs> movie that's kind of a great idea um, but I like this very much, and, and part of the reason I like it is because there's a scene in the trailer that I think is really clever where a dorky guy comes over to her after she's broken up with um, Mr. Perfect, and he comes over and he's doing this whole thing where he's kind of 
bugging her and saying, you know, give me a reason why you shouldn't talk to me. I can't remember what his line Give is. me three reasons why I shouldn't buy you a drink. Yeah, yeah, something annoying. And as a woman, you're just like, ah, I don't want to talk to you. But you don't want to be mean because there's no reason to be mean. Mm-hmm. But those guys don't get it. <laughs> and they'll keep talking to you. It, and the other guy walks in. He's like, let me give you three reasons. And he just bangs it no, out. No, he just says, he just says, yeah. walk, walk away. Walk away. No, actually, he Walk does the away. move that we've all wanted to do. Well, what, what is it? He's like, hey, hon, sorry I'm late. Oh, oh he pretends like he knew He her. pretends that yeah. he's he's her boyfriend. Everything's perfect. The guy's perfect. <laughs> the guy's perfect. <laughs> and Until he kills you. <laughs> and he's an IT guy. That should be flag number two. There you go. Have you met it. real stable IT guys? No. 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 All right, listen. Now, Karen, you and I have been married, oh, let's have. say, for the sake of casting directors yes. listening, five years. At least. <laughs> just five years. <laughs> You yes. would think I might be the perfect guy no. for Karen, but if we put together the best parts of well-known oh, celebrities yes. out there, what might her Karen's perfect guy look <laughs> like? So, Karen, I ask you of yes. all the celebrities and actors and well-known people in the world, yes. whose smile would you want on the perfect guy? All right, that's tricky, but I think I'm. And you're not going to comment and give me a hard time, are you? Only where necessary. <laughs> Lyle Levitt. <laughs> you know what? I know you love Lyle. And he's a not traditionally handsome gent, <laughs> yeah, but that you. smile Kick ass. is winner. Yeah, 100% thank winner. you. Chest. Oh, uh, the guy from the movie, the TV show I'm watching. Oh, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, you're watching... Uh, the house movie, yeah. TV show. Uh, American Second. American Horror Story. Damn it, I don't know what I'm <laughs> watching. Again, I'll tell you the shows you're watching. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it, I got this. I swear to God, I know things, Doug. Okay, I swear to per- God. the perfect guy's yes. hair. Um, uh, Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good hair. Good hair, right? Good hair late into his, uh, what is he, hitting 50 or beyond? Yeah, it's always been really thick and good. Perfect guy eyes. But Bill Murray. Oh, there you go. Right? Yeah. So kind and thoughtful. 30 and or 66. Doesn't the, matter. The eyes are the eyes. They're great. Perfect guy abs. Uh... Matthew, uh, yeah, McConaughey. McConaughey. He takes his shirt off. We all know what they look like. I, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wins by sure. mere uh, just proximity <laughs> to them all the time, wherever you are. He can't help but see them. They're right. out there. All Biceps right. on the perfect guy. Oh, uh, the guy, my guy with the the thing, uh, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. I love the thing, the veiny arm thing. That's Sinuate. a forearm. You oh. like the forearm? That's, That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, we'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, perfect very... guy legs. Oh, you, you have great legs. Oh, I made the list. I'm right up there with Lyle Lovett. <laughs> and Bill Murray. Uh, perfect guy's shoulders. Uh, he, uh, no, Colin Firth. Uh, Colin Firth. Oh, uh, Pride and Prejudice, oh, no doubt. That's like porn and for classical. And the perfect classical. guy, personality. Yes. Bill Murray. Oh, so double up on the old Bill Murray. Well, that's, yeah. That's Eyes are the really window to the soul, right? So the perfect guy for Karen Volpe is yes. the smile of Lyle Lovett, the chest of Dylan McDermott, the hair of Hugh Grant, <laughs> the eyes and personality of Bill Murray, and the abs of <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, the biceps of Dennis Quaid, and my yes. legs with Colin for shoulder. And here he is, your perfect yes. guy. I'm sorry. Did, did somebody ask for a hunky Frankenstein? I did ask for a hunky Frankenstein. Fans Aaron, it's show. been a while since you we've know, seen each other. How you, are you doing? I'm doing well. You Let look like... Let me scratch my head there. <laughs> you I should look explain. like Arnold Schwarzenegger today. Fans of the show may know hunky Frankenstein, <laughs> our answer to the hunky vampires that yes. populate the Twilight Sphere. You know, Karen. Yes, tell me. You should learn the name... Of every one of these trees. You have the time. Tell me, Bill. Tell me. (laughs) That was my best Bill Murray. That was good. Hunky Frankenstein does Bill Murray. You know, I got to tell you, uh, you look good in any kind of hair. Oh. (laughs) You really have a great face for hair. (laughs) Yeah, the best compliment I was ever paid when I I put on fake hair, somebody said to me, she's like, oh my God, you look so much better with hair. (laughs) And I said, really? She's like, no, I just met younger. Ooh. (laughs) 
Ouch. Like, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, I'm so excited that Hunky Frankenstein is here. Well, it's well, been a while. I'm glad to be back in the studio. Paul, how are you doing? I'm you look doing uh, in good shape. Thanks. I'm not as surprised. See, I figure what? when you take a bunch of celebrities and you sew their parts together, they would look you crazy. can only have a Frankenstein-type yeah. creation by the time But you're this done. one's Hunky. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you created him that way. I it's know. like Anne Hathaway. The, he's got the forearm he biceps does. of yeah. Dennis Quaid. Of Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Too much perfect, right? It's, That's it's Anne Hathaway. That's uh, I. I think yeah, Anne Hathaway's face is too perfect. She's really cute. You put the f- perfect nose and the perfect eyes and the perfect chin on the f- same face. You get face. Anne Hathaway. You get Anne mm-hmm. Hathaway. Big smile. Now, Mario Lopez is the same way. You kind of look like Mario Lopez right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, b- I believe Mario Lopez's chin and nose are eventually going to meet. <laughs> When he gets older. Wait, kind of like the McDonald's moon guy. Yes. Mac the knife guy. Yeah. There we go. That's <laughs> Hunky Frankenstein, the perfect I'm guy. I'm so Dude. excited the Hunky Frankenstein showed up. I have to go back and uh, get some electricity shot through my right. Send Bart in here, would you? Yes, yeah, so when you I see him Bart back, there. back Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Those who like Hunky Frankenstein uh, can find him uh, on YouTube. Definitely go to YouTube. You know, when we do our photo, we should take it with Hunky Frankenstein. We should. So don't. Put Hunky Frankenstein too far away. Yeah. Okay. All right, listen, we got to movie. That was fun. I really liked thinking about all those guys I like. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Bill Murray. Let's have so a movie cute. called The Perfect Girl, shall we? You know, Bill Murray and Lyle Lovett have very similar eyes. I'm sure you've examined that closely. Right? I've checked that out. Ooh, Bill Murray and Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. Lovett. Oh Next my God. movie. Have you ever looked at Lyle Lovett? He will look <laughs> into your soul. The man is the greatest. Probably not as deeply he, as you. He's have. a cool guy. All right. Were we saying something? We, uh, next movie, oh, I think yeah. I said it three times. If suspense has a name, it must be M. Night Shyamalan, or perhaps a name that's easier to spell. Yeah. It's The Visit. Karen, let's tell people what it's all about. All right. <laughs> Over the river and through the woods that's to the mother's house we go. Yes, just in time for Halloween, a movie based on the horrifying experience of having to visit your grandparents' house. (laughs) Stale hard candy, the smell of mothballs, generic brand cereal, loud television shows, blaring in the living room, the list of horrors has no end. Remember when you were excited about seeing a new M. Night Shyamalan movie? Do you remember? Come on. Yes. Oh, yes, that one time. Yeah, that happened once. American Uh Express commercial. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, M. Night Shyamalan had one of the greatest debuts in film history. Four brilliant, fresh, and surprising mysteries. That's right, I said four. Four. I don't want to hear any negative crap about the village. (laughs) When (laughs) night started, every movie had this aura about it, a tangible buzz amongst those who were thrilled by his atmosphere and, of course, his famous twists. Over the course of his meteoric rise, Knight let it be known that he hated that he was known for his twists. Mm -hmm. Like Hitchcock hated being known for suspense. No, wait, I mean, like John Wayne hated being known as a cowboy. No, No, wait, I mean, M. Night is dumb. (laughs) Then he wrote a book about how great he was. And he called Disney a bunch of assholes because Lady in the Water was going to be the greatest movie of all time. Little note to filmmakers, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) After that, Knight had directile dysfunction, unable to get it up, even for Mark Wahlberg. But now the visit appears to be M. Night refueled as he's hooked up with those masters of mayhem, Blumhouse Productions, who brought you... Oh, just listen to last week's Worth of Showcasts. The last three weeks of Worth of Showcasts. There's a lot of Blumhouse There's movies. There's a lot of Blumhouse movies. That explains the found footage angle. Now, mm-hmm. after bringing horror to the fear of being a child, to being vulnerable, to the loss of faith, to being afraid of electricity with William Hurt, <laughs> Knight's now bringing horror to a visit to Grandma's house where it belongs. 
But there's more to this grandma's house than getting caught up in a Benghazi conversation with grandpa. Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. Nope, nothing foreboding about that at all. And no need to ask any follow-up questions, really. Just sleep tight, everybody. 9.30. 9.30. Okay, who fed grandma after midnight? So what happens to the old folks after 9.30? They drop acid? They drop trout? They drop all pretense of being happily retired. They all start throwing things and crying about the lives that went wrong? <laughs> well, Catherine Hahn stars as the mother. Good. Now, Catherine Hahn isn't exactly a name you'll recognize, but she will have a familiar face. You'll know her from her work on Parks and Recreation, The Kroll Show, and Happy-ish, all of which are comedic roles. So it might be hard to take this movie seriously. Wait, that and it was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, it's post-after. I know, Please. you're being gets, funny there. Bit. I know that. But like most horror movies, there's an alternate trailer out there. Well, most horror films, they want to show you the Red Band trailer version of the work. But this film, it decided to go a different route. And I think we have a copy of the trailer. Let's give it a listen real quick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every day. It's a getting close. Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl. Uh, <laughs> um, there's something wrong with Nana and Papa. They're just old. <laughs> Would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? That's rich. That's rich. Well, it works as a comedy. It yeah. does. Probably better than whatever it's trying Yeah, to do. Paul, so did the happening. <laughs> oh. Well, the sequel has them visiting grandma and grandpa in a nursing home, which is twice as terrifying. <laughs> Meeting their friends from down the hall, water aerobics in the community pool, loud television shows blaring from the living room. Perhaps by the end of this movie, we'll find out if M. Night Shyamalan's career was dead all along. Oh, there you I hope to God he is back. We I, say all this in jest. Good. We say all this, this in jest. Right? Oh, I love him. I because, want this to be good. Right, because his first four movies, and I, I agree, The Village, and I actually liked Lady in the Water. Oh. Because if you dial into it early, much like, uh, uh, this is going to be an odd comparison maybe, but Joe versus the Volcano, if you dial into it early as a fairy tale, as a completely, you know, a complete fairy tale, then it works. It really works. But I think coming off of all his other movies, were, which were kind of heavy reality, you know, seemingly taking place in modern times and modern day and age and modern mentality, Lady in the Water didn't work. But I, I, I'm, a, I'm an advocate and, of that. And you've and got I a, think you've I'm an got advocate more point. of the village than signs. So I, we all got our own. I, the think you, I think you've got a good point, just real quick on that, because um, for some reason, when you watch an M. Night Shyamalan movie, you don't give him the uh, ability to have a fun movie that has nothing to do with reality mm -hmm. for some reason you want it to be grounded and explained but if that were completely made by somebody else you'd be like oh of course there's flying monkeys and whatever yeah well, and yeah and it might be because he he, he has been so pigeonholed mm -hmm. and he has no room to deviate from the m night formula yes. that lady in the water didn't work yes right. and no because one time he did was when he made The Last Airbender. And then I feared, oh, my God, is M. Knight, who had this really signature style, we talked about this with Guy Ritchie and The Man from Uncle. is he becoming just a director for hire now? They got a big project, <clears throat> now give it to M. Knight, he'll make a but big blockbuster spectacle out of it. Sure enough, it made $80 million over July 4th weekend, whatever year that it came out. So I thought, oh, no, he's just going to make these huge things. I want him to get back to making the kind of movies he makes. If one doesn't work, make the next one and see what happens. I don't even want After Earth. I want this, and hopefully this is uh, a, a sign of return to form.
Is that uh, 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 totally a different director? But does that mean that we will never get a different kind of movie out of uh, my guy who makes the Bill Murray movies I like that are like a Wes computer? Anderson? Yeah. Well, that do we want a different Wes Anderson we, movie? No, I want. No, Wes I Anderson. don't either. <laughs> right? Because exactly. now you're scaring me for a second. I'm like, I don't want Wes Anderson to make like a superhero movie. Absolutely. Hey, Tarantino, make the movie you make. That's yeah. the one I want to see from yeah. you. For I don't sure. want. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that hope this does can, get back. Yep. Because my favorite movie um, of his is is probably Sign, Signs. Oh, yeah. really? No, no, Unbreakable, Unbreakable. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Because Unbreakable, I, b- I remember watching that movie, and it's it's a movie about comic books, and and how to make a comic book movie, and I I remember thinking at the end of it, holy shit, I just saw a movie about comic books about how to make a comic book movie, and I just watched that movie be made. It almost like ate itself, <laughs> right? The snake ate its own tail. Yeah, yeah. I, cool. I, I I stuck with the the sixth sense. Is I my love favorite. the sixth sense, and again, to see Bruce Willis just such, <clears throat> such fantastic work. I have the fantastic. best sixth sense story. I have the best sixth sense. Are you going to give away Let's the ending? Uh, well, I have to. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's, you think there's been time enough past, <laughs> yeah. but so I, I'm in the theater, and this is the first time I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm in the theater, and um, and one of the things that stadium oh you are going to give away the ending, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that's this story. Why I was okay. In the stadium, the <laughs> nice thing about stadium seating is that there's this weird kind of distance and proximity that because you're higher and lower than people. So at the end of the movie, um, everyone is just in shock, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. just letting this wash over them, and there is yeah. this adorable older couple behind me. <laughs> And I hear her lean over to her husband and say, can you believe that? She was cheating on him the whole time. (laughs) And I just, I I didn't know what to do. I was like, there are three things you can walk away from this film thinking. That is not one of them. I, I didn't. I didn't take her aside and explain it to her. I just thought, you know what? You go home and have the grandkids explain. I it. almost think that M Knight would like to hear that story. <laughs> that is a great Can story. You she was cheating, cheating on him the whole time. time. <laughs> uh, you make your movie. You spend your millions. And that's what the takeaway. <laughs> and that's who you're playing to. <laughs> yeah. I thought the village was a little obvious, and only maybe because I got ahead of it. I, that didn't. I got ahead of it too. Didn't, uh, I have to watch it. I haven't seen it. I'll yeah, put it on my list. It. it didn't affect my yes. enjoy uh, how I enjoyed it. But I got ahead of it, and I went, oh, I wish I hadn't. But and is that still because you had seen so many M. Night Shyamalan's, Shyamalan Actually, movies that no. you're looking for that angle? No, I don't think nope. so. No, I know that's that's the movie's dig touch. on him, but The no, Village, I, I, again, full of good actors. M. Night, you're welcome on the show anytime. Big fans. <laughs> Although, The Happening. Yeah, that's... My other M. Night story, very quickly, is that yeah. I saw The Happening... It's not. ...at, um, <laughs> at the Arclight. Which, uh, for those of you not in the greater Los Angeles area, is a relatively high, high scale, upscale, high priced. Yeah, it's and I like that because it keeps the riffraff out. Fifteen dollar <laughs> tickets keeps the riffraff out, and then if you go to the twenty one and over, they're like nineteen dollar tickets, but you get to bring your boozy drink in, even less yeah. riffraff. <laughs> um, so I go, we go to the ArcLight. My girlfriend and I at the time we go to the ArcLight, and we're watching the watching the the happening, and again. No riffraff, high pri- high price ticket, which means a very educated movie crowd goes Uh-oh. to the ArcLight, right? These are people that are serious movie watchers. And about 10 or 15 minutes into it, there was a a noticeable agreement amongst everyone in the movie that this is not right. And we all kind of casually looked at each other oh. and said, you're, you're seeing this, right? This is wrong. And yes, absolutely, this is wrong. And then it became a comedy. And then we just laughed the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, everyone just it's laughed. It's a thriller. It just yeah. It's th- and then driving home, my girlfriend at the time said, 
probably one of the most astute things about that movie ever. She says, that's what happens when you shoot the outline. Like, nobody uh, took time to write the script. They're like, right. ah, just shoot the outline. <laughs> yeah, there's no depth. There's nothing that's oh, called there's back. No. There's no story. Yeah, but again, <sighs> uh, kudos to the guy who takes a chance. Yep. And hopefully this one pays off. Big fan. See Big fan. A All right, enough of that nonsense. We have different nonsense to attend to, yes. and that would be guest time. Yay. This week's guest, as we mentioned before, is the great Doug Jones. And in a mere 10 seconds or so, oh, that's so exciting. we'll be okay. back to talk to him. Stay with us. <laughs> And we are joined for the second half of our show by an actor who has appeared in, oh, let's just say it's a plethora of movies. <laughs> well, Paul, so he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. saith IMDb. I don't believe it. I haven't seen him in many I want to talk movies. to him about that. Well, yeah. not the least of which are Hellboy and Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, as well right? as Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, The Watch, The Time Machine. Do I, did, I didn't have enough breath. Doom, <laughs> Mystery Men, adaptation we could go on. He's very prolific, having just wrapped up the TV series Falling Skies. Yeah. Oh. And is no stranger to Guillermo del Toro films, as you may have noticed, so it's only right that he'll be returning in the director's next film, opening on October, Crimson Peak. Yeah! Doug Jones, everybody! Sweet. Thank you. Oh, oh, you guys. No. Oh, no. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. You, oh, you oh, precious, yeah. precious puppies. Bonified, <laughs> legitimate Hollywood. I know, this is very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, one thing you missed in my introduction there yes. was that I actually played Tartutic number four in Lady in the Water. I know, I know that. Yes. Yes, I did. No. Yes, I did. <laughs> number oh. four, huh? Yeah, yeah, number two. When you watch them on screen, there's only three. <laughs> but uh, but that's because uh, yeah because I couldn't do the role imi- originally because because of Pan's Labyrinth filming oh, at the same right. time. Mm-hmm. So what happened was uh, they, they, they reshoots and M Night wanted me. I, he oh, he tried course. to get me the first time. He wanted me, so now reshoots. Let's get Doug back in here. So that's why they added this like Tartutic number four, even though there's only three of us. And so oh. so one of the Tartutics is played by two tall skinny guys. Oh, back to back. Fantastic. With different cuts. Yeah. That's you know cool. you, you, you could have you were sitting right over there, Doug. You could have given us the high <laughs> sign to to can it on the M Night. I wanted to hear. No, what no, I no, 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 no. I knew, but I wanted to hear. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he, he was. You, you, uh, you, you, he's a lovely fella. I just saw him at Comic Con in San Diego a yeah. couple months ago, and there was there was love. There was love. Yeah. He, he remembered me. He did. How wow. could people forget you? Oh, you have well. a very specific look. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you not watching, it's six four. Or whatever yeah, you know, when I first came to Hollywood, bright I, blue I, eyes, big. Thank you, precious. I started <laughs> uh, doing TV commercials, and my first commercial agent was because uh, uh, I've always felt like a tall, skinny geek. From you know, I grew up with the issues that kids have. You oh, know, sure. I'm the only one who's not right like the others you know uh, and now you're just on facebook you own those people hey, Doug, oh, come on try now. having a receding hairline in the eighth grade okay <laughs> come on you're not gonna get a lot of sympathy over here precious it's you. and you look fine without hair Thank i you. saw there that whole that go. whole exchange before you could yeah, look right. <laughs> so uh uh but uh, but no no so uh just uh, what was i saying tall skinny uh, your commercial agent yeah my yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, first commercial agent uh, so, uh i was across the desk she says well you just have a great look and i heard you look great right <laughs> right that, that's so i was like wow that's the biggest compliment and then i ran it through my head okay oh no that's different uh, yeah you I, look great yeah you have have a great look means wow that's um, I've, ha- I've had that same no com- one's ever got <laughs> I've had that same compliment right. you 
have a very, they always say I'm a unique talent. Unique or specifically. There's a lot going on there. There's There's a lot (laughs) happening with you. Yeah, whatever that is. Which I find odd because I actually give that as advice to people who want to move to LA is is that that everyone moves here and then tries to become the prettiest version of themselves. Teeth, hair, tits, and and so on and so forth. And that's not who's Don't bother getting tits, Doug. (laughs) Too late late for me. I got mine done last week. Well, the the teeth and the hair are going, so I I don't know how much longer I have. But that's not who gets cast. Who gets cast are real looking people, it's not right. not yeah. the the prettiest of them all. Yeah, I'm ready. I I decided I knew early on that if I wasn't Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or you know somebody handsome and like leading man guy, I had to be funny or scary. Um, right. And, uh, and what so you I've choose? Had, and you are funny, <laughs> scary. What? I, I've had a career full of both actually <laughs> over the years. Yeah. You have a fantastic speaking voice. Do you do you're, voiceover uh, stuff? You're very kind. Thank you. I just did. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. I just just uh, just uh, days ago voiced uh, the a uh, robot character named Zero in a movie called Zero: Dawn of the Dark Lighters. Oh. Uh, so coming uh, soon. I don't know when. Sounds like a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, like we should know what the Dark Lighters are. And, then, and uh, right. this is Zero. Yeah. yeah Dawn you know, of the Planet. I think of it's because they plan on more, and they just wanted to have. They wanted to have that subtitle so oh, that just in case just in case there's more and you can distinguish zero from the other zeros now you know this, uh, this is a, a big deal for you because throughout your career there are many times when you would be hired to play a heavily made up or aesthetic character and then not provide the voice. Yeah, not many times. It's happened a couple times, oh, okay. and then people talk about those two times ah. all the time. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say because I, uh, your genre of movies are not romantic comedies. And there's not a lot of movies you've been in with Bill Murray. So I have uh, not, in normal life, seen a lot of your work. <laughs> However, yeah, in good. preparation for this show, I started watching clips all over YouTube. Yeah. And I love that they use your voice a lot. Yeah. And I you. think that it thank really you. works. And I, and that's when I started paying attention, especially when you sing. Oh. You can sing. Oh, child, thank that's you. That's really cool. About. That's very sweet. Yeah, of yeah. You. I, that uh-huh. I just thought was really cool. And so then when Paul said sometimes they don't use your voice, I'm like, why well, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, Hellboy 1, I was voiced over by David Hyde Pierce. Uh, that I walked into that offer with that already on the table so okay, I, I that couldn't I, and I tried I tried to beg them please oh god please just let me play a character like everyone else in the movie is yeah. doing uh, in its entirety and they'll try to give you so uh, <laughs> so by Hellboy 2 though uh, uh, well, see the thing is David Hyde Pierce was brought in to voice over me and uh, he's listening to my original performance in his headset uh-huh. he's watching me on the screen and he says what am I doing here He's Very awesome. 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 Very awesome. Smart. Awesome guy. And then, uh, so uh, out of, out of, uh, he was asked later why he did this, and he said it was out of respect to Doug Jones. He had his name removed from the credits. So it's on IMDb, but it's not in the actual movie credits. When you watch wow. them, uh, uh, main titles or when they roll, he's not in there. He didn't show up at the premiere, didn't do any press, no interviews, no nothing. And, and it was, again, just because uh, he didn't want to steal limelight from me. And it wouldn't be he stealing. I, we, he, he earned every bit. Right. Uh, so I was very, very sweet. I, he didn't have to do that. And it's really neat because you do have that quality. Oh, you're very kind. It's really cool. Thank it was you. great. Yeah. So, well, so I hate to be pragmatic, um, but no, I mean, <laughs> some, some of the time, some of the things I really want to know is how things work behind the scenes. Right. So you get cast, and, and just so the audience understands that you're usually in costume. But you're. I have been a lot. Is yes. that is that is, is there a name for that costume actor? Well, uh, you mentioned the word. Uh, a, a lot of people in the in the creature effects makes industry use, use 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 the uh, the term suit actor. Mm-hmm. There uh, you but, go. But I, I don't always, I don't call myself I just call myself an actor. Okay. Because right. I want to. Take on a role uh, like any actor does. Sometimes it involves a look. Sometimes it doesn't. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, to be extremely pragmatic and practical about mm-hmm. it, so you get cast as a as an actor in a suit mm-hmm. um, who <laughs> then does not 
uh, have his voice appear in the film, does that affect your back end? Does that affect your residuals? No, 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 no. Because no. I'm on, I'm on a, a, a SAG contract that was negotiated like everybody as, else. As a principal actor? Like okay, okay great. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I wouldn't do it then. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, well, this is, this is what I was getting at. Yeah. It's like, do you get, when you when you walk into a situation like that and they're like, hey, congratulations, you're going to be this actor. And then, oh, by the way, at the last second, David Hyde Pierce is going to take all your money. But that's yeah. not the case. No, no. I contractually, no, the contracts protect you from that. But now at Hellboy 2, let's remember, I did voice Abe Sapien myself. Yep. Uh, um, I, I did the whole entire role because well the thing was Hellboy 1 I was I was not a name at that p- time that was like 2000 it came out in 04 I've been working a lot but in, in you know under the under the radar mm-hmm. and uh, so the, the studio was like oh let's get a name with the uh, tie into uh, marketing uh, mm-hmm. so uh, and then when David pulled out all that it's like they kind of lost their bang for their buck on that and um, and then uh, by uh, Hellboy 2 Guillermo del Toro Told me when he called me to say, oh, David, I best what those voiced over you in the first month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, 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 uh, when he called me, he was very nice enough to make that. You didn't phone swear call. enough in that impersonation. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Del Toro. He speaks three languages uh, uh, English, uh, Spanish, and the F word. Exactly. But, um, but uh, fluently. Which is universal. But no, but he, when, on that phone call, when he explained, was explaining what, what happened and, and, and all, uh, he said that uh, if, we, if we have the chance to make a Hellboy 2, I would like to use your voice for that. And he made good on that promise. And, uh, and also, I voiced Abe Sapien in the two animated films that were between Hellboy 1 and 2. We did Hellboy Sword of Storms and Hellboy Blood and Iron. And I am the voice of Abe Sapien. In those as well, Great. yeah. So there, so there was like, yeah, and uh, I was also voiced. Oh God! The other time that people always mention about is the Silver Surfer when I did the Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer and played the Silver Surfer. That w- I did not walk into knowing about. I was surprised by reading in the Hollywood oh. Report two days after I did my ADR uh, voice session. Oh, you did a voice session though. Uh, no, I did everything. I mean, I, oh. I, I, I gave dialogue on set with uh, all mic'd up like everybody else. So that means you had to memorize all that dialogue. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah. and uh, and then I came in and uh, cleaned up my dialogue in an ADR session, and I, I used my superhero voice down here and talked like this. And oh, then, that's horrible! Jeez, <laughs> I, I, I can that, understand then, why they replaced you right away. And then I went, o- awesome. I went over the uh, dialogue uh, with a whisper like this, and they ran it all together. It was really they layered it. It was magical. That's cool. Two days later, I read in the Hollywood Reporter that Lawrence Fishburne will be voicing the Silver uh, Surfer. Okay, that's so yeah, different so, than your voice. <laughs> it, was, it was different. Yeah, again, wow. Lawrence Fishburne, nice fellow, I'm sure. I never met him. Uh, I'm sure he's a, he's a wonderful actor. But but you know, you don't want. Uh, I can speak for all actors. Uh, none of us want to see part of our performance replaced or taken away no. um, but so now I walk into these situations um, uh, with a contract protecting me there's a clause in my contracts now that I, I can't be voiced over unless it's another language and I, and I agree to it I was going to ask you about that I was watching a clip where you were speaking in Spanish Pan's Labyrinth yes did you learn Spanish I did learn Spanish but I, I also did not know it with uh, I couldn't hear the nuances of the language I, I don't know the, I, I don't speak the language right. so I, I learned the dialogue of the film uh, word for word I broke it down with my translations of my scripts and um, uh, so, <clears throat> and, and I was telling Guillermo del Toro when he wanted to cast me as the fawn who did all that Spanish speaking. Yeah. In Pan- I was like, no, you've made a horrible mistake. I don't speak Spanish. I'm going to ruin your movie. Yeah. No, no, you can count to 10 for all I care. I'll dub over it later. I'm like, oh, ah. but see, what I, can't, I could not, I couldn't bear to leave him with was my mouth going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten. <laughs> but, you know, while, while when he had to dub over it, it wouldn't have matched. It would look like uh, a bad, you know. He wasn't kidding. Yeah, he no. would have you speak well, he was, in he, whatever he was just you thinking, knew. Well, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get by. I'm like, watermelon, oh. watermelon, watermelon, yeah, yeah, watermelon. Right, right, right. Watermelon. Right. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to the film. So I did, I did learn the language. So they had a clean, uh, 
uh, lip sync uh, for, wow. and, and then the actor that did voiceover was, um, was uh, a Spanish native that makes in, sense in, from Spain who had a lovely sound and and he could hear the nuances that I couldn't pick up on which is fine it's totally fine I think that's brilliant it, so I that your it. mouth was making the right formation right. I did the same thing in French uh, a French movie called uh, Gainsbourg uh, which is Gainsbourg A Heroic Life God wow. bless you uh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, uh, it was a that was a biopic on the life of Serge Gainsbourg uh, uh, those old things uh, you French, know uh, Bart we the, watch those all the oh, time oh Serge the biopic fan <laughs> he was okay. D- Serge Gainsbourg, for those who don't know, uh, <laughs> huge. Like he was like the Dean Martin slash Frank Sinatra of France. Like this, so he was a comedian. And, uh, well, he was a singer. Okay. He was a singer songwriter. <laughs> he was a drunk, and, and he was a smashed up drunk. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Mobbed s- up drunk. You said oh, Dean Martin. Oh, right, right, okay. right. He had always had always had a cigarette oh. going, and he was like, he was very French, and he was, and anyway, and the French love him. Yeah, he was. He was also a rebel. He went on talk shows and. Like he he was talking about how how the French currency was worth nothing anymore, so he like lit it on fire on television, which is illegal. But he was like, Ugh. so the French are like, oh, Gainsbourg is wonderful. So so, uh, so yeah. So uh, uh, they made a movie of his life, and I w- I played his alter ego in the movie. So I was a, a, a like cartoony elongated version of him. And with a huge makeup on, and I had to speak lots of French dialogue with the actual guy playing Gainsbourg. So. Uh, the two of us were kind of made his personality happen. So it was uh, uh, fascinating. But speaking French, again, I, oh, <laughs> why do you want, I, I, please don't cast me. I'm going to ruin your French beautiful movie. Go, no, it's okay. The nose is over there. We don't even see it. Come to ten. Come to ten. Double read later. But that, so I'm like, ah. Oh. So I'd, I uh, I'd actually learned the French again, oh and um, and then but uh, the the actor who played Gainsbourg then voiced over my part uh, with a with a m- his own sound, so that it was the same. That makes sense. The so alter ego, w- we had the same voice, which is that was perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. You ever just like do a romantic comedy? Uh, well, okay, get, so get this. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm right. like ready to write it <laughs> down. Know, I'm like, let me watch it. I know, I know. Yeah, yes, you can You can uh, watch My Name is Jerry. Okay. All right, it I'm going to put it, it down. It's a, it's a little nice little indie I did uh, a few years ago. Uh, it's a dramedy, I would call it. All right. Uh, Jerry's a midlife uh, white guy going through a midlife crisis. You could play that. Those are things I am and have done. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, uh, My Name is Jerry's a charming little film, and I, I it's the most me uh, I've, uh, of any role I've ever, ever had, uh, and I just love it. But uh, also in it is uh, Allison Scaliotti played my daughter. She was uh, a little girl on uh, on uh, Warehouse 13, and she's on now on another show that I can't remember the name of, but it's coming out soon. Uh, and then uh, uh, Stephen Yun from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, my name is Jerry. Was his first feature film. Nice. And uh, my, my boss lady was uh, Catherine Hicks. If you remember her from Seven, Star Trek Seven Heaven and Star Four. Yeah. Star Trek with the Child's Whale. Play with the Whales yeah. mm-hmm. and Child's Play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and then, uh, uh, oh, Don Stark was my best friend in the movie. Don Stark from that 70s show. He was Donna's mom, or de- dad, <laughs> on well, the show. <laughs> yeah. Is that the actor from Dead Poets Society? Don no, Stark. no, that's Kurtwood Smith. That's Kurtwood Smith. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, uh, so my name is Jerry. Nice little film. You, know, I would look the, you can find it on the Webernet. I saw you. The Webernet? Webernet? Okay. Webernet. I'll do yeah. that. I I think it's, uh, it uh, might uh, be uh, on, uh, on the Hulu for free, I think. Oh, I'll, I'll look. find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karen's got a list, a growing yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Everyone who comes in, she's adding movies mm-hmm. to their list. But I, I, but I usually don't rush to watch those movies to see them yeah. without masks on. Right, right, yeah, right, so now right, I'm right, like, right, wait right. a minute, ah, I ah. want to see that. <laughs> Though I want to say from the quick little bit of uh, work I was doing, I completely see you in all those characters. 
I can see you oh, in there. Oh, oh thank you. Well, I don't know if it's your acting or the the way that the um, characters were make the makeup was done, but I see you. It's what, crazy. Do, do you know what? what uh, when people aren't quite sure if it's me or not, uh, these are yeah. what, uh, the, my hands are what, yeah. what, what, what tend to give things away. It's like those are Doug's hands. I know they can are. Can you do this for us? Uh, ah! Yeah. <laughs> he just did the eyes. Yeah. That's so cool. I've always wondered about that as a as a actor who's often in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, not a suit actor. Right? Yeah. You're, 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 you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, they, they go, give me that Doug Jones, right? right. I want that guy. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. they show up. I mean, do they ever go, how do we know it's you? <laughs> right? Because there's no way of proving it. Yeah. Do you put on the costume and go, see, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Doug could, like, say Doug gets a gig and he's like, oh, God. Because I'm, I'm going to start going around pretending to be you. I, I, I was just going to say, say know. Doug gets a gig, he gets cast, he can't make it. And he's you like, I'm going to send Bart in for me. Yes. And then Bart shows up and goes, I'm Doug. And they're like, okay, go put this on. Yeah. I don't I'll think that'll work. I'll take 25%. You're not going to slip into a six foot three, yeah. 140 pound suit. <laughs> no. You're not, you know, yeah, no. Does that help that you're, you're, you're a lean I man? I think so. The tall skinny. The creature effects guys tell yeah. me that, yeah, they, they, uh, they've enjoyed uh, building on me without getting, I can, they can, I can get built up with prosthetics and they don't uh, I don't get too bulky you can gotcha. get bigger without being right. bulky and, and absolutely. The, the length is nice to work with too you know mm. uh, you're an elegant man are you a dancer very, very I started as a mime uh-huh. many years ago because you have in such great control of your body oh, well, you're very you tired I'm of getting just beaten saying up. shut up <laughs> as a mime as my no. that's why you went uh, to acting got tired of getting beaten up Yeah, my least favorite summer ever probably was working oh, well, you can't yell for help <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all of you are stupid let the man that's talk that's right you can't it's true. That was a mime joke, folks. Hey. Hello. Hello. A little play on with this. Well, uh, so your uh, favorite summer was? Oh, yeah. Least favorite. Yeah. Oh. No, well, you know. <laughs> uh, I, 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 ni- uh, the summer of 1982, I was just fresh out of college, and I, I uh, yes, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was a mime at Kings Island, which is a, a theme park in, <gasps> in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. I'm from Cleveland. I oh. uh, went to school down in southern Ohio. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you know Kings King. Island. Though, I home of the Beast. That, right. So that, that's the, <laughs> the big roller coaster of the day. And I, I worked around the Eiffel Tower uh, yes. International Street. Oh, that makes sense. All right, because I was a French mime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without, <laughs> without an accent. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we didn't talk. <laughs> but, Maybe yeah. this, you know, yeah, moving yeah, your yeah. hands French would be the accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a, a cigarette, a cigarette <laughs> holder. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, y- yes. Uh, Cleveland. Now, ah, ah, I'm going to be... I almost made a wee-wee joke. I didn't go, make a oh, wee-wee joke. Wee-wee. All right. Yeah, we knew he was French because he kept wetting himself. Stop. Wee-wee. Waka, waka, waka. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but I'm not going to make that joke. No, thank God. <laughs> and yet, you do. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be going to Cleveland. Uh, oh yeah, uh, sorry to hear that. La- I mean, later this, uh, right, right, from uh, end of October into almost Christmas. It's I a mean, great place to be. That's the from. right time to go, though. <laughs> sure, to Cleveland. Well, Is because it? you'll get the fall. I'll get the fall, and that's lovely. I might see the turning of leaves. What's taking you there? It'll you? snow I, and you'll. Leave. Uh, I'm going to be playing the Bye Bye Man in a movie called The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh, they're shooting. <laughs> in oh, the, you're the lead. They're shooting in Cleveland. Good yes. for you. Well, I'm the title character. Well, what can you all do? All the pretty kids are going to be the leads of the movie, and then I'm the one. I'm the one, you know, that shows up when I'm not supposed to, and like, you know, you know that stuff that's fine no sure it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So there be, oh yeah, but you're asking about my face yes oh uh, okay. yes okay so get this get this yes. get, you guys get this okay shh, shh. don't okay. tell anybody okay, okay. Karen I told you not to ask him about okay. his face because <laughs> <laughs> it leads to stories very sensitive <laughs> about that. And, and you, do, you don't want to we have a story <laughs> I want to hear good thing we have you a podcast gather right. around gather okay. around okay so so uh, uh, two, two, two more television things coming up this year for me uh, well soon ish not uh, November 13th uh, will be episode nine of season two of uh, uh, Z Nation on uh, Sci-Fi Network. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's like a funny Walking Dead. 
It's a post-apocalyptic zombie show. I'm going to be guest star as a guy with a face. Okay. Wow. This episode takes place in Roswell, New you. Mexico, and it's a bunch of people who are... And they come across, the, the series regulars come across, uh, you know, alien seekers who are a little bit crazy. You'd and, be great you know, at crazy. So, so I'm one of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, of course, so there's a Scooby-Doo moment at the end of the end of the show. So I'm like, I'm not going to give that away, but I might be a part of it. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Like, but, I'm expecting you right now to pull your face off. I really am. And I really am a fish guy underneath. Hey, what's up? In the first yeah, world. This right. is a five-hour makeup job, So, right. um, and I want my money back. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like if they're going to make me look make me look like Jessica Lange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Or Jessica Alba, whom Ooh. I've played with. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait whoa. a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait I'm sorry, that didn't whoa. mean with. I meant opposite. You know right. who didn't? Lawrence Fishburne. That's it. <laughs> he loses in the no. long run. Now, what was the other face thing? You had two. I've been well, following okay, so you along. So after Z Nation, right after that, I went, I went to Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky, and I filmed a Hallmark Channel movie. <gasps> Shut up. Is it one of those God movies? Did you meet it's, Sybil Shepard? <laughs> no, right, right. No, no, no. Right, right. No, no. Even better. Even better. No, no. You guys, listen. Listen. Okay. Right. She's in Omaha. Right, right, listen, listen. Okay. We're going to have story time. Uh, I played a butler on a beautiful, sprawling mansion estate oh. outside Louisville, Kentucky, right? I'm the butler of this estate. My boss lady is played by... Raquel Welch. <gasps> Shut, up! Shut up! When was this? When was this? Shut up! It, it, it hasn't aired yet. It's oh, she's seventy five. She's, she's hot. 75. seventy-five years old. And that looks amazing. Oh, Bang yeah. her out! Like yeah. Oh no, no, child, child. Oh, that's that's good. Good. <laughs> what are you doing? Bang her out! Like a bass drum in high school oh, marching band. I tell you, it. <laughs> this guy. Yes. She, uh, and also in also in this movie was uh, Lee Merriweather, one of the oh. original Catwomen, and yeah. also also on Barnaby Jones for uh, for seven years, a TV series back in the seventies. Also, she was a former Miss America. She was also oh. every episode of like The Love Boat and Fantasy. I That's don't know. fun. Oh, so fun. And uh, uh, and we also had uh, Mr. Brian Dennehy in the film. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. And then a whole bunch of young pretty people, and then and me. Yeah. Uh, so sure. yeah, whatever category I fit in, uh, none of the above. And you but, were a butler. And, I was, I was and what's that called? That was Raquel's is called the ultimate legacy, yeah. and it's part three of a trilogy. There was the ultimate gift, the ultimate life, and now the ultimate legacy. It's a feel good film. It's Aww. about uh, uh, and uh, Raquel Welch is, is uh, she, she might she might terminate or early in the film, leaves um. a huge fortune to her grandson, and he has to learn lessons in order to and prove himself worthy of, of uh, receiving her estate and carrying on her legacy. So yeah. it's a you know, bite the head off a fairy or anything? I know, I'm waiting well, for no, you to so, do no, something no, wrong. I, I played a person okay. with, with a face. I, I wore a bow tie and a suit. Did you have a southern accent? No, uh, no. It, it took place in Texas, but I, but I was a refined butler. I came from elsewhere. Probably. Oh, good. Uh, parts unknown. Yeah, parts unknown, exactly. <laughs> do you ever feel like while you're doing your butlering, you just want to put your hands up by your eyes? Just, just to no, that would do just, a callback. Just, just you. It's just, just you. For me. <laughs> just for you, Karen. It's just you. And you don't even even seen that whole movie. I know. You haven't seen. Fine. Pan's no, I don't. Child. I Child. know. I'm six weird. Oscar, six Oscar nominations. Pan's Labyrinth. Here's my three. thing. By the way, did you go? Yeah, go ahead. I went to the Oscars that year. Good. I talked to Joan Rivers on the red carpet. Yay! Okay, now, now this is a career. When she was alive. Yes. When she was when That's badass. 2007. That counts. Yeah, 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 so it counts. That's so much cool. better when she's alive. Well, she cool. died in 2005. My guess is... <laughs> exactly, that's my point. My guess is she was super cool to you. She was super cool. Okay. That's my but, guess. Okay, but... She oh, knows. But, but, you know, but I, I did... I, I pulled a... I, I pulled a um, hmm. Uh-oh, what'd you do? Hmm. 
Okay, so we're in the middle of the interview, and uh, first of all, we were, they were at a commercial break when, when we when I met her. Uh, publicist John ushered me over to her and he wanted to talk. Okay, good. And they had she had a stack of Pan's Labyrinth cards. She was ready. They her producer was feeding her all the information for whatever movie was coming down the carpet, right? So there was a Doug Jones card. There was information. Oh. So we're at a commercial break, and she goes, "How do you say this?" And I look at the card and I say, "Oh, that's uh, Labyrinth." <gasps> no, no. And she goes. Labyrinth. Did you know that before the movie? And I said, <laughs> No. I said, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She was pre- pre- a very smart woman. She's a very That's smart woman. You know, hey, right. I make mistakes oh. all the time. No, no, but, but we do. We do. We all, we all do. Okay. So then, we, okay. So Cute. we're back from commercial break. We're live and she's interviewing me and she's asking like all the regular questions about the movie that I had all my answers for. And then, and then I could. Is she? Uh, some, uh, then she says, "Well, now you've worn a lot of crazy makeups, and and uh, so, uh, you know, have you ever had any problems with uh, with your skin and uh, any?" So I said, "Oh, thank heaven, no. I've never had any issues with allergies or uh, or bad reactions to adhesives or removers or latex foam rubber yeah. products or silicone products." When I said the words silicone <laughs> products, oh! I'm, I'm looking at this face, which is a wonder of modern science, right? <laughs> And, and and so I said, well, you know what I mean <laughs> on live television. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I and I couldn't. It was like get the words back. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it fast enough. She doesn't care. Oh no! But She's that's awesome. it. No, she was great. She said, "Oh, it's too late for me, honey." <laughs> Oh, thank heaven. I waited you all my... I mean. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I mean. I love that she asked you that because I was going to ask you that because mm. a lot of people have these weird little allergies and another reason they can't do the work you're doing yeah, and mm. claustrophobic. Right. Which you you can't, cannot be claustrophobic. You can't control that either. When, when you have a, a freak out, it just it comes. Have you ever had a freak Never out? Never had a freak out. Never had a freak Knock out. Knock on wood. I don't want to yeah. jinx you. No, but because uh, that does happen. Um, Jim Carrey famously uh, had, I think, maybe seals come in and teach him how to stay calm when they were putting yeah. on the yeah. Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. And I can totally understand that. Yeah. Well, even a guy like Buddy Ebsen, right? Wasn't he the original uh, uh, Tin Man? Tin Man. Now that was uh, allergies, allergies to the, to yeah. the uh, makeup or, or something. Yeah, and there's people with latex allergies too. Mm-hmm. That, so that's all. Uh, it knocks out, you know, three quarters of the. At least that's what I tell the ladies. I <laughs> am <laughs> oh. sorry, ladies. Latex oh, allergies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God! There's babies uh, being born all over the place. I, uh, <laughs> this is p- pathetic, but I've had one experience with having facial things applied to my face. Yeah, I played an old lady, and well, I you had and Paul a- doing your own spare <laughs> time. <laughs> I had to have a uh, chin and a giant nose. Uh, I know you would think that you could use this nose, but I was a giant. I was a story like a fortune teller, uh-huh. so they had a giant nose. But I gotta oh. tell you, hardest part about that is when they apply it, and then they say, "Okay, now don't breathe through your nose. Right, just breathe through your mouth at this point." Because then at that point they were putting all the stuff on, and I needed to. Well, eventually I could breathe through my right, nose. Right, but you want to take in all the fumes of the adhesive, yeah. uh, the the glues and things. Wow, it's the toxic. minute someone tells you, that's all you want to do. That's all you yeah, right. want to do. <laughs> Don't like, put your hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. And so <laughs> I started to panic, but I had to talk. I was talking. I didn't do it out loud, but in my brain, I started to panic. And then I said, you breathe through your mouth all the time. So I have a all conversation with myself yeah. in the makeup chair trying to be cool because I want the job. Yeah. It all worked out. But have you ever had to talk to yourself? Like, No, no I've never had to talk to myself. You know? Uh, you know, you, I, I've been, when they do like a life cast of you, uh, they, they make take a mold of your of your head and shoulders to, yeah. in order to sculpt these makeup uh, pieces on. Um, that They have to encase you in like uh, alginate or, or silicone uh, goo and then put 
uh, plaster bandages over that so it dries and hardens. So yeah, that takes mm, a good long time. And yeah. you are you are, and all you have is nose holes, and you're kind of. Mm, I see those nose holes, and I'm that's what would freak me out. Guys right. just sitting there with just straws up their that's nose. That's what he's right. yeah. Well, it takes me right back uh, to tourist trap. What helps? You see that movie? <laughs> tourist trap. No, no. Yeah. And you have to trust every. Well, you, obviously they're it's, not going to kill you, but you have to let yourself trust that they're not going to mess it, with it's you. It's all a trust issue, and, yeah. and and oftentimes what helps is so if someone just does this because you can't see or hear anything. Yes. If they you other human contact, you know, okay, they're here. They're going to get me out of this. I'm going to get out of this. You know, they've left and got sandwiches before. You or just s- know it. And sometimes <laughs> I have seen pictures show up where on the outside of the plaster they'll draw like faces on the on the plaster, like, <laughs> and then they'll pose and get pictures, and, and you don't know any of this is happening until afterward. People yeah. don't realize that is really that's amazing. That's yeah, that's yeah, quite yeah. a tale in itself. And right. while I was doing my research on you, also oh, oh. known as cyber stalking, yeah, I listened to the interview, and I think that that. Uh, an interview about how you get work, and you had a couple of things you told people, and I think that works for any job, especially acting. You said, I think it, it was something like show up on time <laughs> and know what you're doing, like know your lines and don't uh, don't, don't complain. complain. Uh, yeah. uh, I, was, I was saying. I <laughs> could totally see that being a thing. Oh, I'm hot. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, you know. Well, yeah, well that's it. When, when, well, breathing. When, breathing. Yeah. I can see breathing. <laughs> right. Well, I'm my, tired. my career developed and, and, uh, and grew uh, to the next job, the next job, the next job because the Creature Effects makeup guys who apply this stuff to me, they're the ones who refer me to the next job. Yep. The, the creatures are conceptually designed at their shop. The producers and the studio people come to that shop and say, here's what we need. And they draw it up. And then those guys at the shop are the ones who've worked with me before. They're the ones who will say, you know who should play this is a guy named Doug Jones. And that's how, that's how the ball got rolling for me. Yep. And they're like, oh, well, if you think so. Because, you know, they, they trust the creature guys. Yep. Uh, and then so, so why, what that referral comes from, you know, being tall, skinny, wearing stuff well, moving well in it. Um, and uh, you're a good actor. Well, that th- totally you, comes thank through. Thank you. But, yeah. Yeah, but 50% of it is that they, uh, they enjoyed working with me yeah. at one time or another. And so they'll, they'll think, oh, let's get the, the nice actor guy. Because so many actors have a bad reputation of being the diva that's like, get this off me. It's so hot. And does it have to poke there? Yeah. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we yes, made it, it to poke oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Doug, truth, Doug truth, just truth enjoys it. He's like, I like that it poke you there. Nothing wrong with a good poke at work. I'm just always saying. Just saying. Mm. Moment of truth, though. Andy Circus, a wuss, right? He's just a wuss. It's no. Total you don't like this guy. Yeah. This guy's this guy's a poser. No. No. Pussy. You know, we know he and I have been hearing about each other uh, and being asked about each oh, other. Oh, can I interviews. wear some cotton balls yeah, around for 20 minutes? He's not wearing no prosthetic head. No, Here, Mr. Circus, listen. here's your unitard. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> not a competitive bone on my back. We finally met at a, at a Comic-Con after party mm, three years ago. And, uh, no, so, and after hearing about each other for 15 years and being asked about each other constantly for 15 years, uh, uh, I, when uh, someone said, oh, that's Andy Circus over there. I met at this party. I'm like, it's going down, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, so I walk over to him, and he finishes up a conversation. He turns and looks at me, and I said, Andy, uh, Doug Jones. He goes, oh. And so we hugged oh. and giggled for about three minutes without saying a word, and then parted and went, oh, and hugged again. Oh. Uh, just laughing and hugging. I love me some Andy Circus. Yeah. He's a sweetheart of a What guy. I meant to say is great guy. But <laughs> love that guy. Always been a big fan what of What he him. does really hard. Yeah. Really. What, okay. Really, the work uh, he does. I'm known for wearing lots of crazy makeups. He's known for doing a performance that they add makeup to later digitally. Yes. yes. And, and that's the only difference. And so he's claustrophobic is what we're learning. I yeah. don't know. I, I'm we, I, I'm not, this is how rumors get Probably started. Probably can't right? even right. eat peanuts. He's allergic to everything. He's allergic to everything. And he just, he's claustrophobic. 
But um, Doug, have you ever done any ping pong work? Then I, I have not ever done any uh, official, official, official motion, motion, motion capture. capture. I've never worn a leotard with with lips on it. I wish Wait, we had the, one for uh, you tonight. I, I've I'd only like seen clips of the Silver Surfer movie. Well, okay, I wore a full prosthetic makeup and costume muscle suit that made me into the Silver Surfer every day. I wore. Badass this yeah. guy. Wow. So now, the flying might, scenes were. They might have put some dots here, here, and here on that suit. They digitally removed later and w- to make a, a chromey looking enhancement over me afterward. <sighs> Uh, but uh, yeah, that was, that was me. And now they cool. did do some 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 animation uh, sequences for the stunts, like you, like in Spider Man when to- Tobey Maguire goes like this and then hops between buildings. Some of that, a lot of that's CG ish, right? So they did a lot of that uh-huh. with the Silver Surfer as well. But um, but no, I was in a suit uh, in a costume and makeup every day, and I looked ha- ha- handsome. Uh-huh. In the, oh, that was the best body I've ever yeah. had in my life. Oh <laughs> no, that was the hottest I've ever ever uh, been. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I mean, uh, best ass I've ever had for sure. Oh, I, when you say hottest, I thought you meant temperature. No, no, no. I mean, like they even <sighs> built your ass. Defined oh, shoulders. I was, I was, for I was from head to toe, like uh, like muscularly uh, sculpted uh, from head to toe. Where uh, would the seam be? Would you step into it? Uh, oh, it took it three. Up. It took three grown adults to get this on me because it was wow. it was form fitted to me. So it, we, I had to <laughs> slip down. It came up to here, uh-huh. uh, 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 from here down. So it was all like a slip on, <laughs> and then like That's the top. What women call spanks, honey. But it was so. It was basically <laughs> I was in. I was and body spanks yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, I would have been tempted to wear that home under a suit and go <laughs> like gone out grocery shopping the next day with like a sweatshirt on over it. Right, like uh, yeah, I've been working out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll something, something. Um, yeah. something. What is the heaviest, as in weight costume? Yeah, yeah the heaviest ones are the ones that involve mechanics. Uh, okay, like like okay, you mentioned the watch earlier with Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill. Uh, I was the alien who led the invasion on their neighborhood, and they were the neighborhood watch that had to fight back. Right? Oh yeah, I watched that. That's a silly, I like that. Silly comedy, lovely. Sure. It was great fun. The guys are all great to work with. Uh, anyway, so in a costume like that, I'm up mm-hmm. on like on stilts going clink, 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 and uh, and the the mechanics in the head. So it was it wasn't a glued on makeup. It was a suit. This was a suit where you go and they clamp clamp. Just like Mickey Mouse. Right, and just like it. Exactly. It's like walking around a theme park. But in the face would be animatronics going. And you don't control that. I don't control that. There's guys off camera. Like so, we're all working in concert with each other. Yeah, it's cool. Right, and so uh, so those and those heads are heavy because they've got all these batteries and motors and things built in, and the bridge your nose is like. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it hurt. It can, it can hurt. It can, Do you uh, work um, daily massages into your contract? No, wouldn't that be great? Right, <laughs> just put <laughs> that in, in, other in words, the future. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Think about that in the future. Just something same. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right, tell me about. It. Have you ever been rolfed? Rolling on the floor, laughing. Yeah, what? No, it's, what? A, it's, a, it's a type of deep, deep <laughs> tissue with you massage. Too. Oh no, I have no. I, yeah. uh, 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 sounds like I should check into the roll thing. You should. Okay. I would just think that your body would get sore from all those contraptions. Yeah, yeah it absolutely does. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise so gets a whole physical. tent just for Scientology. You should get a masseuse. <laughs> absolutely, at least, at least a chair massage. Yeah. yeah. Now I would ask you what your dream role is, but it sounds like you're moving towards it with a current project. I am. Yeah. Thank you for for asking. Uh, yeah. uh, I, when I've been asked this question a lot, when you've played a, a, such an array of crazy ass characters like I have <laughs> uh, often I get asked like well is there one you know creature or or monster type character that you would love to play that you had never have and that answer was always I wanted to play a vampire of some sort yeah. and, and I didn't want to play a sparkly pretty one because I'm too old and gross for that <laughs> but I wanted to play a, uh, a um, classic vampire that comes I me and the first movie her film vampire was Nosferatu, right? Uh, so, I th- so I've always said I would love to do a throwback and maybe even play Count Orlok from Nosferatu. Uh, maybe even do it in black and white with, a, with a, an homage to that silent film sure. look. 
So, okay, okay. I'm about to ha- wet my pants. Oh, good, uh, excellent. Because we're going to be doing that very thing uh, in December. I'll be filming uh, uh, with uh, with the team. Now, this is the same the same uh, director uh, writer who brought you the the remix. They call it a remix of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That was a 1919 silent film, also a classic black and white horror tale. And uh, it, um, uh, we did a remix of that where he took matte shots off the original film, right, th- which would be the backdrops, removed the actors from it digitally by, by getting the information that was behind them as they moved around. Oh, my gosh. Right. And then creating matte shots, uh, matte shots clean of, of the old actors. Filmed us on green screen and plopped us into the old movie. So uh, it was an amazing process. It came out in, in this remix of The Cabin of Dr. Calgary came out in 2005. So it's on the DVD. Actually, if you go to the YouTube and look for The Cabin of Dr. Calgary 2005, you will be able to watch it there in its entirety for free. Well, um, good to know, Yes, yes. And uh, so we're going to be doing the same process on Nosferatu. That um, is fascinating. And That's the, the so te- smart. And the technology has even gotten better now where he can actually move the camera into the room and turn side to side uh, and get three dimensions on that old Matt shot that he's created off the old movie. So it's, you know, I to play in the world that Max Shrek got to create Count Orlock in is going to, uh, I'm again, this is, I'm salivating all over That's myself. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's something that you're helping to produce? Are you helping to... Um, well, I don't have a producer title, but I've, I've, uh, but I, yeah, I've been, I've been doing some casting suggestions with them and pulling some friends in to do that. Sure. And uh, and uh, I did help with the ki- we started with a Kickstarter campaign, but uh-huh. then our producers are, were also friends of mine that are uh, that are bringing some more money in from other sources. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I guess I've I've had that producer mm, function here and there. Do but you have favorite makeup people that you would bring in to work with you on that? Because clearly, uh, well, you'll need makeup. Well, uh, uh, yeah, there, uh, believe it or not. Um, uh, Mike Elizaldi, who owns the Spectral Motion Creature Shop, he, that would be the shop that brought you my Abe Sapien character and the Silver Surfer. Nice. And the Tartutic from Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water, yes. as we learned tonight. Uh, so, uh, Fourth <laughs> favorite M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, Mike Elizaldi, who, uh, who uh, heads up the Spectral Motion Shop, in his spare time, he's also a lover of the Nosferatu folklore and then the, the old movie. So he sculpted his own Nosferatu uh, Count Orlock character on a life cast of me in his garage at home in off hours. Shut yeah. up. This was five, five <laughs> years ago. This was already... Like five years ago, yeah. So then he calls, me, he calls me up when it's done, and he says, Hey, Doug, I've created some makeup pieces off a sculpture I did of you. Would you want to come in and just test makeup? Let's put it on and glue it to you and take some pictures and run some video. Yes, I was so in. We did that. And then so a couple of years later, I get this call now from David Lee Fisher, the director, writer of uh, Ca- The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and now not the new Nosferatu. And he says, hey, I got this idea to do it. If you don't want to do it, then I probably won't even do it at all. But it's uh, kind of so uh, it's not, have you heard of Nosferatu? Do you want to do it? I'm like, <gasps> That's so, they, so I said I, or, I already had a makeup on. You, you can check out the pictures. And, and so he met Michael Zaldi. They're going to use that exact look. So it's, it's yeah, I'm very, it's very meant to be. That's again, really I, cool. I'm very excited I think about the this. fingers will come into play right? and the fingers are going to come yeah. into play oh yes. yeah yes do you play a musical instrument those are great piano or guitar oh, hands oh you're very uh, very kind i uh but when i was in six, a... sixth and seventh grade i had uh, piano lessons yeah you could totally yeah, do but an octave. I, i've lost lost all touch with the piano yeah. uh, but then i also uh, played uh, i learned some chords yep. on a baritone ukulele you didn't know there was such a thing. No, no right, right, right. It's bigger than a regular. It's bigger than a regular ukulele. and it's the top four chords or the, the top four strings of a guitar. That's oh, a, okay. A, no, but it has. But it, is it, oh, 
See? Right? I oh, play a little. Girl, see, no. Oh, okay. Somebody well, that's why I was admiring yes. here. Because this is like, you've got great bar fingers. But fingers are too, <laughs> right fingers are too fat for And guitar. bar fingers. And you bar fingers. <laughs> too fat for piano, too fat for guitar. My fingers oh, are just... Yeah, little meaty gosh, hands. Gosh. Paul can barely dial a phone with those <laughs> sausages. <laughs> it gets stuck in the thing. I yeah. <laughs> no, he gets stuck in the, yeah. in the rotary. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, listen. Let me ask you what I ask every guest on our Yo. show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Okay. Well, uh... You know, all these sci-fi horror things we've been talking about and like special effects and monsters and explosions. And my a, favorite a movie. A Room with a View. Right, right. <laughs> I hope it's one that I love. No, it's very close to that. Dinner uh, with Andre. My, no, oh, yeah. my favorite movie of all time is Somewhere in Time. Oh. 1980. Oh, yes. uh, Christopher Reeve, uh, your original Superman uh, on film, uh, 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 goes back in time to meet the love of his life, uh, played by Jane C- Seymour. Jane oh. Seymour. It is a beautiful movie with beautiful people telling a beautiful story and uh, involves time travel and a beautiful soundtrack. Um, now, Doug, we don't often say this about people who give ah. us those answers, but that was wrong. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your answer is not allowed. It's mm. incorrect. It happens very seldom. But it's very seldom. But I, I, wow, that's a dubious I enjoyed honor. your singing there. <laughs> you know, I went to see this what? Man from Uncle, and I thought it was okay at best. And I wonder how hard it must be when you're Superman. To launch into another genre, film or genre or anything. I'm sure you, you know, like they, they yeah. sometimes don't have anything. Like somewhere right. in time was, I think Reeves' best, po- you know, out of out of the cape work. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. It was, a, and it's a, it's a yeah. There, there's a, there's a whole like society of people of devoted fans. Uh, they they yeah. It, they was, have, it was filmed at uh, Mackinac Island at the Grand Hotel in Michigan, uh, and so there are people. They have conventions there that are just, like, devotees of this movie that dress up and. Oh, it's a it's cray cray, cool. and I love it. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, I love that movie. Love that movie. You should put that on your list. Very I'm romantic. Just gonna say. It's a very. Let very, me put yeah. it on the list. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I have film. a Doug Jones entry. It's just filling up. It's just filling up with movies. I know. Right. Well, what I think we've learned today, I think, is pretty cool. That uh, even they've been in like a movie that won three Oscars. I mean, you were on you were on the Guild, were you not? I was. I, I do the web series. Yeah, I, you do the web like series. I saw you in the Butterfly Circus. The butterfly, it was short film. I do. Yeah. I do short films yeah, as well. So you're all over the place. The Butterfly Circus is a beautiful film. It it is. A beautiful feel good film. Uh, again, I, I love the feel good stories. <laughs> uh, and the star of that was uh, Nick Vojtech, who is, was born with no arms, no legs in real life, and so he they wrote this this oh. short film for him. And it was t- took place back in the 1930s uh, in the Depression era. Uh, and so we were a traveling circus and we picked this guy up along the way and he became a part of our circus family. And, we, and it, it was it's all a story about finding your purpose. Even though you're born, you, f- you feel like a freak of nature. Uh, he was not meant for the sideshow. After all, he was meant to actually have a talent and an act and a and a part, be a legitimate part of our circus family. So that was a, it, it's a very metaphorical for anybody That's who was awesome. born feeling weird. You know? And I had already seen that guy's. Uh, lectures because he does lectures. Yes, he's I've seen lectures that. All yeah. over. He packs stadiums all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's that guy. And yeah. then I was I kept watching the movie. And then I went, oh, it's that guy. I know that guy. Was that part of the doorpost project? It was part of the doorpost. Yeah, because I got some friends who did that, and that's how oh, I ended up seeing it. They okay. did other films for the project at right, the time. Right. I, I don't know if doorpost is still even going on or not. There was a great program they had there for a minute. They made really good films for a contest, which could yield any manner of quality. But yeah. most of the stuff I saw out of the doorpost was really good. Yes, very inspirational. All the films that came out of that uh, yeah. that program. Yeah, I, I did one the year after that too, called The Candy Shop. 
So uh, it was, a, it was a, a, another metaphorical story about that, that addressed the, uh, the issue of uh, child sex trafficking in the, in the U.S. Uh, it's a, it happens right here under our noses, and we don't know about it. And uh, this, this film was a very good way to open the eyes on that. And, uh, I'm putting I, that down because I love that kind of stuff. Okay, the candy shop, you Thank can find you. that on the Webernet as well. Mm-hmm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. curious. I'm just fascinated by this. Oh, sure, sure. All right, sure. well, listen, let's get on to a uh, popular segment here on our show. What did you see this week? One we're always rushing through because we talk about other crap. <laughs> well, we can't. We're not talking to him. <laughs> what are you going to do? So what did you see this week, Table? I saw a movie <clears throat> that went down. Like a cold lemonade on a hot summer. Oh, it's a l- l- little little sour. It's going to catch you a little bit in the back of the throat, but the rest of it's just pure enjoyment. Did it have Tom Cruise in it? It did not, surprisingly what? enough. It was The Way, Way Back. Oh, oh, I love that oh, movie. It, I, I really enjoyed it. I had heard about it. It was Nate, Nate Faxon, Nate Faxon's directorial debut, um, and he was in it. And it stars Steve Carell as kind of a complete dick. Well, he does a really good job at that. Oh, he was great. Um, yeah. Tony Collette, right? Yeah, And mom. what I really enjoyed about this movie is that it's it's a movie where uh, just nothing happens. It's okay. It's really interesting for about an hour and a half, and then it's then it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's no huge climax. There's no great conflict. There's mm-hmm. no amazing resolution. It literally is a month and a half slice of life of these people who have to deal with the situation that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, they, they they seem to have made some decisions, but maybe not. We don't know. And there's and a kid. It's a coming of age story for it's this, a, this teen, yeah. prepubescent sort of kid, or, or not prepubescent. How old was he? Like thirteen ish. He was thirteen or fourteen, yeah, I think. Like, right? He goes yeah. he goes up to Nantucket or whatever yeah. somewhere and, and he gets be, a summer job and, and befriends the, the the local lifeguardy kind of guy uh, played by Sam Rockwell, who's one of my favorite actors. I did ever. not see it, but I wanted to. You I'm should. adding it to my you list. Yes. I know you wanted to see it because you thought Sam Rockwell's character reminded you of Bill Murray. Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> He's a great yes. character. Ah. Great That's character. It. That's it. Yeah. Very, very funny. I have a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very well written. I, I think Nate wrote it as well, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of predictable. Yeah, anyway, bless your heart. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't get too deep. I like it. Yeah. It just doesn't get too yeah, deep. Yeah, like yeah, for, yeah. for example, the, the character of uh, that Sam plays... Uh, is a character we've seen before, a mm-hmm. guy who seems to have it all figured out. It's got the whole system wired for him. He's got this nice little corner of his life that he's mm-hmm. working out, and then he takes some young kid under his wing and says, let me show you how the world works. But right. at the same time, we kind of realize that his character is kind of pathetic, and he's in a bad situation, and that and that his attitude might be a way of, of dealing with this, the disappointment of his life. Mm-hmm. Just like any good Bill Murray movie. Right, but where, <laughs> where that movie would mo- might go into Bill's life and, and then Bill redeems himself... Sam's character's never really explored. <laughs> you feel fine. You about mean he it. doesn't figure out how to capture ghosts and make profit? He from just it? doesn't <laughs> get that That's too down. Bad. He, he crosses the streams and everything goes, yeah. you know, right. nuts after that, which is fine. But it was for me, it was an obvious point of the movie that wait a minute, what's what's with this character? Uh, mm-hmm. His name was Owen. What's with Owen and and his relationship with Maya Rudolph? And mm-hmm. we can tell there's something there, but let's you know what? Don't worry about that. Just enjoy your lemonade. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I no. went to a double oh. feature of movies I didn't know much about, only to find out that they were two of the best I've seen so far this year. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is called Pawn Sacrifice. Terrible title. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. it's the Bobby Fischer story that oh, uh, wow. has always needed a movie. Yeah. Well, there wasn't. I thought there was a Bobby. There was Fisher a Bobby Fisher story, there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a movie called The Bobby Fisher Story. The Bobby Fisher story. story. Was it really? It was about. Yeah, Bobby you didn't know that. that. 
Uh, was out, was are kid. you kidding? We thought you were kidding. I've never heard of, you don't know no. this movie. I've heard of this too. The That's a I saw yes. it in the theater. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. it up for Oscars and stuff? Yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah, it got yeah. a lot of buzz that when it came out. Uh, this is a long time ago. It was like mm. the 80s, right? I've been paying attention. At least There's no <laughs> The Bobby Fischer Story movie, unless it's a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. No, 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 it no, might, it even, it might it not be called The Bobby Fischer Story. It might be something. I think it's Searching for Bobby Fischer. Searching for Bobby Fischer. It's not even about Bobby Fischer. Oh, isn't it? Is it not? And it wasn't nominated for any Oscar. Wait a minute, is it wait not? A minute. Ben Kingsley. I could have sworn. Right? This is uh, embarrassing. This is awesome. You know what, Doug? We had him. We had him. We had him. Yeah, we had him convinced. Boy, he he bit that bait. It wasn't about Bobby Fischer. That was amazing. It was about a young prodigy chess player, right? Yes, who was not Bobby Fischer. Oh, who was not Bobby Fischer? I think we should have Doug on every week. He fits right in with Bart and I. This is great. Well, you know what? I can't wait to go back and watch that movie because it's like seeing. In a second movie yeah, all over again. <laughs> Go I see Pawn Sacrifice instead. Okay. It's Pawn about Sacrifice. Pawn Sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> it's about Bobby Fischer. Uh, Toby Maguire plays him in a, a, another. It's Return to Form Week, hopefully, because yeah. he's quite good in this. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's, they've always said that Bobby Fischer had like mental challenges and issues, and that he had to deal with. Well, he ended up bri- ended up riding a bus right later in life, quoting lines yeah, from Catcher in the Rye. Like being, yeah, yes. And so here he he. he, he Tries to deal Tell with me fame. Tell me, I don't know my tries, Bobby Fisher. Yeah, he tries to deal with fame. Tries to deal with his brilliance and everything, uh, while being pushed towards the championship, which he wants and thinks he earns and deserves, but has trouble competing in because he has all these mental issues. You know, he he he's one of the, they they film it really well. Ed, Edward Zwick made the film. I believe he made Glory mm. and The Last Samurai mm. with Tom Cruise, and um, you know he'll be sitting there playing chess and he'll hear someone like tapping their tapping a pen or something and he has to stop the match because he just it, it overwhelms his head and he needs to yeah. silence all this kind of stuff but meanwhile he's the best and you just root for him to please just play and win because you want that so badly but he has all these things he has to get through they end up moving a, a chess game into like a, a closet or something where there's no crowd or cameras because he hears the cameras whirring and all yeah. this stuff anyway it's a re- it's a great movie shot really well and uh and just told really well the only problem I had with it was at the end they show you actual footage of Bobby Fischer. Mm-hmm. Now I want to ask you guys because this bugs me in movies lately. I, and I don't know why no it bugs the man me. is. Uh, like you watch, you watch uh, Toby Maguire play Bobby Fischer's whole movie. And at the end they go, oh, and here's what else happened to him. In like three minutes they say, here's what else happened to him. And here's some footage of him in the end. I'm like, why do we need that? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that am would I, be distracting. Am I, am I, no, no, that would be distracting. My nitpicking, but mm, I've seen it in other movies before. You know, though. it yeah, all started with with, uh, yeah. with Roger Ebert's review of what What's Love Got to Do with It forever ago. When he said he saw Tina Turner show up at the end of the movie and he missed Angela Bassett. Her performance was so good. Oh. And sometimes I think it kind of just says, oh, you know what? We were doing good with the guy we cast. Hmm. You know, luckily the footage of Bobby Fischer is when he was much, much older and close to his death. He died in 2008. Hmm. Uh, that it didn't affect, like, because sometimes you can look at the actor and go, wow, the actor didn't look anything like the real guy. Why? Right. You know, right. it, it, it can be detrimental. So yeah. I don't know. I, find that I always like seeing that at the end of the movie Blow, yeah. at the end of the movie Blow with Johnny Depp, they bring out the real guy that he was portraying. And mm. I was like, oh, that's what he looked like. Yeah, it's a disappointment. Yeah, I like Johnny yeah, yeah. Depp better. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. There the, well, it's always going to be an improvement because right. Hollywood's doing it. Right, sure. Uh, and then I'll, yeah, that guy sucks. Think Get quickly, I saw 99 Homes with Michael Shannon and Andrew Garfield, what I like to call Spider-Man versus General Zod. Uh, it's a, a sad movie about uh, the 2008 collapse, uh, the housing collapse, and oh, Andrew Garfield gets booted out of his home, and eventually to make more money, he ends up working for the guy who booted him. Going around evicting people. Yeah, because people. he wanted oh. to get the house back for his mother. Yeah, and you just mm-hmm. see all the shady shit that went down, and uh, 
Mm. It's quite it's good. Michael Shannon is so good. He's just so great. He's badass. He, yeah, he mm-hmm. brings real intensity to this part of a of mm. just a ruthless guy, but sort of not. I mean, he's playing by rules, kinda. You know, it's just it it's unpleasant. Ugh. The movie is, leaves a film on you. It's good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, we, uh, Mrs. Laurie and I uh, on the Netflix we saw uh, the Hundred Foot Journey. Is that what it's called? Oh, yes, yes, it yes. is. Where they um ha- they're in France and there's an France. Indian restaurant. An right Indian across. family mm-hmm. moves across the street. It, it was a charming little yeah. uh, little uh, film with Helen, Helen, Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah, she's great. She in was that. wonderful. The in father that. is great too. The I dad. Don't the know the, his the name. whole Indian family was just great. Yeah. And the kid who played the young in- Indian kid that was uh, that became. The, the brilliant chef mm-hmm. uh, uh, he, he had such wonderful subtleties I could watch him all day really really good and the and the, the French girl that he b- beloved she's uh, cute oh, adorable yeah I was going to listen to her oh, talk all day She that's where I've she seen was, her I think she's in the trailer for The Walk the new uh, Philippe Petit movie about okay. the, oh, yeah, yeah. the walk girlfriend. between the trade centers uh, Towers that Robert Zemeckis is directing. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, she yeah. plays his girlfriend. Oh, does she? And okay. I knew I'd seen her before. I think that's yeah, where. Yeah, yeah. She was I d- hope that's delightful. Her. Yeah, so yeah. It was just uh, if, if we felt good. And I really the, liked the, it. It's beautiful to look at. Beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's a uh, Lassie Hallstrom, I believe. Right. Yeah. He made Lassie. chocolate, and he made. Uh, you know, he knows how to. Yeah. Dog, cider house he rules. knows how to light those sunset scenes for sure. Yes. And don't you want to just go to the little market? Oh totally. my gosh! In town and I have coffee. Go, I want to go buy fish and, and, and get some vegetables and sit and have a coffee. Yeah. Absolutely. Or go down and ride your bike to that stream where they were hanging yeah, out. Yeah, oh. I know, right? And I pick saw, some mushrooms or right? whatever. They did by the yeah, summer. they were picking mushrooms. Don't say it. Whatever. Last, I, last I, movie we saw. Don't yeah, you walk in the woods. The, uh, it was trail? all right. Yeah. No. no. All right. Oh, oh, oh! That's into that. Not worth talking about. Let's walk in the woods. Sometimes we talked about Hot Pursuit a few weeks ago. Another movie. Like walking the woods just missed opportunities to be really funny i'm sorry mm. what was that called again paul which one hot pursuit hot pursuit oh uh yeah, Unga Hillbilly, Bunga Boob. hillbilly cop and Unga Bunga boobs and hillbilly cop they were very very uh they were funnier than robert redford was though he was not funny in this so movie. we had a guest who said uh the contrary said that nick nolte really uh he was good week, nick nolte Nicky did nolte steal the movie good, yeah. okay. but he stole a bad movie yeah. <laughs> oh, okay he so people let him job. have it go ahead yeah no one's pressing charges on this. There were simple things that were missed. They set up a they set up a moment where Robert Redford is missing his wife, and he says, "You know what I miss about her is when I hug her, and she makes this little noise. She just like makes like a little squeak or whatever, Aww. and that's adorable, right?" It so the adorable. last moment of the film, yeah. he comes home, and the wife didn't expect him to be home yet. She's like, "Oh my!" And it's Emma Thompson, who's oh Emma, awesome. Oh, forget about right? it. Best part of the movie. Best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So she turns, he's like, "Oh, you're here," and she had a great reaction to it, and he hugs her. There's You're no, kidding me. You're no kidding There's me. no noise. No noise. There's many, no moment. Even what? if there was a noise, they didn't zoom in. Yeah. Left it hanging. Too many uh, scenes in that movie and in Hot Pursuit. Hillbilly Cop and Unga Bunga Boots. <laughs> uh, and scenes end because that's what's next in the script. Instead right. of because this really great punchline hit. It, or because, because it evolved yeah. into that. Yeah. 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 Right. And that's such an easy That part moment. of the plot's over. Let's get on to the next part. You right. Know, that's right. Right. Like, right. Oh. right. 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 She was good, though. All right. Listen, All right. let's... Uh, let's hey, you know this. what? Actors don't like celebrating birthdays as it signals another step closer to the end of their career. However, <laughs> we love doing it here in a little segment called Karen's Birthdays. Karen, who's getting older this week? All right. All right, this is going to be a fun week for me because it's a whole bunch of my boyfriends are having birthdays. Yay! Hey. We're going to start off with Mr. Hugh Grant, who turns 55. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. That should not be allowed. No. 55. Doesn't I'm- matter, he's still cute. Mm-hmm. 
He can play anywhere from floppy to flop-ish. Like many people, my first introduction to Mr. Grant was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. Opposite Andy McDowell. Mm -hmm. Who, I have to say, Andy McDowell, uh, she has the honor of not really ruining movies for me anymore. Like, she's in Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't get in the way of Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's how I like my movies. And that's key for her. Stay out out of the way of the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need her doing stuff. (laughs) Just standing there and looking pretty, and then they talk. I like it. Now, um, I think that Hugh Grant is known for playing characters that are both optimistic in the face of terrible odds, and that may have served him because, remember, back in the day, he had that scandal where he was arrested for lewd conduct Mm. by a police officer checking out a suspiciously parked car, Mm. and they found him with Divine Brown, which was a prostitute. Now, I checked this out. It was not a tranny. It was an actual woman. Oh, because didn't you think news. it was the a news, tranny? News, it was that it was Murphy was with Murphy a tranny. Murphy was a tranny. Uh-huh. Okay. And I thought her. I thought her was that she was no. Divine Brown. Get this. Uh, no. I, well, the one I checked on um, IMDb was Divine Brown, not the one with Murphy. I thought Murphy's was Divine. Brown. Well, well. Divine Brown check. has an IMDb page. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. here is, yep. I can neither confirm. And here deny. is why I'm going down this rabbit hole because <laughs> I love <laughs> I love doing the birthdays because I learn things that I shouldn't know you about do. people. You do. Yeah. We're gonna learn a little something about Divine Brown, which I love. So that happened, and of course, you Grant bounced back. Nobody gives a shit, and he's yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. It changed Divine Brown's life. Oh. In a good way. Oh. Yeah, this is so fucking awesome. Okay. She was said in the Daily Mail in 2010. They asked her about this years later. What happened to Divine Brown? She said, that was the trick that changed my life. The event that earned me a million dollars. The fuss afterwards scared me right there, and it took me off my game. I had the most wonderful life now. I got a nice home. There's no pool, but there's a picket fence. I thank the Lord every day. I was attracted to the glamorous life, and that hour and a half with Hugh Grant made me hour able. Hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> oh, half an hour. I oh, got yeah, it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He can't go that long. Getting his money. That half an hour with Hugh Grant made me able to buy all the things I've dreamed of having. That film, Pretty Woman? That's what happened to me in real life. And Hugh Grant was my Richard Gere. Wow. Dang, man. Right? Okay. I sense a career change in my life. (laughs) I'm just saying. I think I know where I'm. After your next trick? Right. I mean, Hugh Grant. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Okay, so we got a prostitute. I was rolling dice. I was rolling (laughs) dice. Stop it. I just love it. Hugh Grant wanted a little attention, picked up a prostitute, whatever. He paid the fine and moved on. But made her life better. Jackpot. Yeah, that's I crazy. love that. That's crazy. And, let's and she didn't piss it away. No, she yeah, bought a house. She bought a house. Good for her. Right. Real estate's good. Good. All right. So it's a win-win. <laughs> Moving on on my weekend birth, week of birthday boyfriends. Yeah. Let's go on to wishing a happy birthday to Mr. Colin Firth, Aww. who turns 54, but he can play anywhere from a king to a kingsman. Mm. Now, by his own admission, he likes spandex and mascara. This was on IMDb. Yeah. And he has been mocked by Hugh Grant for his age, looks, acting abilities, and his vanity. But he mm. took all that in good humor. He gained prominence for his roles in Pride and Prejudice and Shakespeare and Love and received his first Academy nomination for a single man. And the next year he won for his role in The King's Speech. Mm-hmm. All right. So good stuff for him, right? Mm-hmm. So let's Hey, he's play. never brought a hooker out of the gutters of Right, Hollywood. like Hugh Grant has. Yeah. <laughs> what what, what Hugh good Grant has he ever done? saving lives and making <laughs> movies. And Lifting some uh, poor wretched soul out of the... <laughs> Sex trade. Oh. All right, a nice so house in Burbank all, now. <laughs> so first of all, I have two games. First game is uh, everyone tell me my favorite Colin Firth movie, Paul. Your favorite? Oh, sure. wow, that's tough because it's 
Bridget Jones diary. I'm going to say beating Love Actually very slightly. That's right. Oh, uh, love, love Actually. Yes, you're yeah. right. <laughs> well, this, is, this is predicated on me knowing any Colin Firth movies. King's Speech. You're you right. King's Speech. I love <laughs> all those movies. All of them, yeah. God, I love it. So how about this? I'm going to say the name of a movie. Okay. And you gentlemen are going to tell me if it starred Colin Firth <laughs> or Hugh Grant or both Ooh. of them. Oh. This is huge. Okay. Okay. Right. This is going to be great. Okay. okay. I'm going to start easy. Bridget Jones' Diary, The Edge of Reason. Both, right? Both. Yep. So you both. Can both. 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 Very both. good. Both. Okay. We're just starting slow. Notting Hill. That's just you. Just you. Just you. All right. Good, good, That's good, good, good. That's my next movie, Just You. <laughs> just, just, That's it. Starring Hugh Grant. Just, just, you. You. just you. I love that you guys know this. Yeah. About a boy. Oh, I know that one. That's, that's sure? you. That's you. Just just you. No, he's both. Ooh. That's just you. It's just you. Just you. <laughs> okay. All right. How about this one? The Secret Garden. Oh, I know that one. Uh, just oh. Colin? Ooh. I'm going to say. Doug is I, right. I, I know. It's just Colin. Just trick question. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about the Morgans? No, I did not. Oh, wait. That's uh, a question. Oh. I no. don't know jack nothing about that movie. <laughs> Paul knows. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I pre-ordered a table next to the mayonnaise. <laughs> you grant. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a dumb line from the preview. All right. This one's a, a trick. This one's tricky. The English patient. Uh, I think that's Colin. I don't think he was in that. I'm going to go and say, I'm going to say both crazy. I'm going to say both. I'm going to say Colin. It was Colin, but good guess. Oh, I mm. love that you had to think about mm. it because that means they're kind of in interchangeable. Is that what we're you getting? Think, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, the regular one. Yes, both. Both? Yes, both. Small-time crooks. Mm. Ooh, Woody mm. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Woody it's, Allen. John Lovitz in that, right? And who else? Colin. I'm going to guess just, Hugh Grant. Now you just got to guess Hugh Grant. I just got to guess Hugh Grant. Uh, All right. Yeah, Doctor Who, the curse of the fatal disease. What? Now we're going old school. Is this like... What, a TV episode? or um, No, this was uh, British television a long time ago. This is like a made-for-TV movie. Colin. I'm going to go with Colin. I'm going to go with Colin on that one, too. Me, yeah. too. It's you! It's oh. you. No, that's just a guess. Hugh okay. was in it. Yeah. I can't believe it's something they were in that you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's yeah. actually uh, what was happening. Because I was like, hmm, I need to start looking at these movies. <laughs> Music and lyrics. Uh, oh, uh, uh, just Hugh. Mm. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. Just Hugh, right. Just and you. Uh, Remains of the Day. Ooh. That's a oh, tricky one. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. That's a good kind one. Kind of before I was paying attention to either of them. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's Hugh Grant. It's uh, Hugh Grant. But it seems like it'd be Colin Firth. It, you it would does. think so. Because if, is it just me or does Hugh Grant give off a like dirtier, kind of like more gritty version gritty. of Colin? Mm. Yeah, the whole divine well, brown doesn't help. That's what they do in. That's <laughs> 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 they do in Bridget yeah. Jones for sure. For sure. All right. Well, now Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. It's true, Doug. People are constantly asking me, "Can you tell me two interesting things right. about Karen Volpe?" And I say, "Well, first of all, little known facts: she likes to go down on the park on the weekends and play a mime, a French mime by the name of Wee Wee." Wee Wee. I do. And, uh, I do. She I do. does do that, and then she loves it. Loves she it loves when it. celebrities sing. Oh, this is I exciting do. because. Uh, this is the part of the show where you pick a song that one of the birthday boys yes. had, and they sing it. Right. And right. so what I normally do is I pick a birthday boy, but I decided in this case... What? Because we have Doug here, <gasps> I would pull something that absolutely was adorable that he is singing. Uh, so here it is, Ron Perlman as Hellboy, and Doug Jones oh. as Abe Sapien from Hellboy 2, the Golden Army kind yeah. of kill it on this song and it's so adorable you, oh my god I this is how i know you can sing and i can't oh, now it's a trio it's doug jones and abe sapien and hellboy 
Do anything you see I feel sad This is an adorable scene if you haven't seen it Hellboy is making him feel better I feel glad when you're glad Don't you love what celebrities sing? Especially when they're sitting next to me What I'm going through I just can't smile without you Gentlemen, that wraps another movie showcast. Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are Cowboy Guys. Uh, you can follow us at Twitter at the Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook at the movie uh, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Bunny or Die, SoundCloud, via Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Doug Jones. Yay! Hey, thank you. So thank you. Look for thank Crimson you. Peak in October. Yeah. October 16th. And it's cool on IMDb. It says you're in it, but listen. Doesn't no say what. Character. I play two of the lady ghosts in the movie. It's a haunted house. You'll have to find out why we're all lady ghosts. But oh. uh, but I'm two of the key uh, key pivotal moments uh, that involve ghosts. I'm the mother ghost and the bathtub ghost. That's all I'm telling oh, you. I there totally you love plenty. that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of monsters. I don't know, like this kind mm. of monster's too scary. Mm. That kind I like. Mm. And where can we find you online for? Uh, uh, yeah, all. go all. Uh, I'm all over the social media on the Facebook. If you do a Doug Jones search, I'm the one with the verified uh, blue badge. Uh, uh, if you do, uh, uh, if you do the Twitter, the Instagram, the Tumblr at actor Doug Jones on all those. Uh, 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 also LinkedIn, and oh. uh, I'm, I'm every. I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right there in the cool. pulse, my friend. Yes. Oh my God. And thanks to Steve Scholz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat. Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, a slew of films. Uh, there's like six new movies coming out. Good, because uh, I have movie pass. I can't list them all here. But so I'm going to go to all of them. We will go to all of That's them. That's right. Uh, thanks for watching. <laughs>